0: Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Thursday, June 17th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, director of scouting at the thedraftnetwork.com, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and lots to get into today because yesterday was the last practice at Dolphins 2021 mandatory minicamp in which the media was permitted. So we got some media reports and lo and behold, Tuesday's practice, quote unquote, stunk. Wednesday's practice was really good. So we've got some things to talk about there. We have some exciting announcements for the season and some things that we have to look forward to and engage with each and every one of you who have the opportunity to attend games at Hard Rock Stadium, and elsewhere across the country. We also have a quote from Albert Wilson that I think is very interesting to dig into. And we have some comments from ESPN's Dan Orlovsky in defense of Tuatunga Valoa. So where do we start? Let's Let's start with, for me personally, the most exciting news that I have, which is last year, I had the opportunity to travel down to Hard Rock Stadium, watch the Rams game. Uh, It was my first career Dolphins game at Hard Rock Stadium. Throughout my work as a director scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, I've attended several Miami Hurricanes games, credentialed, sat in the press box, went down on the field, got to scout some of the players in attendance, etc., etc. But last year was the first time I got to hop on a plane, go to Miami, and watched the Dolphins play at Hard Rock Stadium. The Dolphins, of course, won that football game against the Los Angeles Rams thanks to a Herculean effort from the Dolphins' defense. Uh, Jakeem Krant returned for a touchdown, and Tua Tagovailoa in his first career start, throwing a touchdown pass to Devontae Parker. But the thing that was most special to me about that game was getting the opportunity to meet a number of Dolphins fans. And one thing that I did is I bought two tickets, right, because... Last year with COVID-19, you had to buy tickets in groups because there were only bundles and bunches of seats available because of COVID protocols. So it prompted me to give away a ticket for someone, a a listener of Locked On Dolphins, to watch the game with me against the Rams. We had a great time. We're going to do that again this upcoming year. So as of right now, I have set in stone five dates for Dolphins games that I'm going to be in attendance for confirmed, including one preseason game against the Chicago Bears. So if you live in Chicago or the Midwest, perhaps you want to go see the Bears game. Or perhaps you like games that are playing for keeps. My first scheduled game in attendance this year is Sunday November 7th against the Houston Texans. And that will be the game that I am giving away a ticket to sit and watch the game with me on Sunday, October 7th against the Houston Texans. I'm going to stay in town, though, because I'm also going to stay in town and be there for the Thursday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens on the 11th of November. So if you are... Somebody who enjoys pre-gaming, linking up before the game. We're going to have a chance to do a meet and greet there as well. And then I'm going to the MetLife Takeover with Dolphins NYC. And hopefully get a chance to tailgate there as well. Uh, So it's going to be a busy November for Dolphins games uh, for years truly and locked on Dolphins. And then I'm also planning on going to Nashville, Tennessee for the Titans game. So we're spread out throughout the course of preseason and the regular season. Hopefully some meaningful football games ahead. Plan accordingly. You know, the Dolphins only had one West Coast game on the schedule this year, and I wasn't about to pay $500 for nosebleed tickets in Las Vegas. Uh, So we aren't heading over to Vegas, but I tried to pick some spots between New York and Miami and Chicago and Nashville that we get a chance to hopefully link up with a couple of you guys across the country and Dolphins faithful and uh, for one fan, in particular against Houston, a chance to sit and watch the Dolphins play a football game against the Texans with yours truly. Looking forward to it. Shifting gears away from our personal schedule for the fall, uh, Dan Orlovsky went on ESPN and asked everybody to take a deep breath and calm down about Tua Tonga-Valoa. And uh, ESPN, of course, has been swinging the bat hard at Tua, and the reason being, of course, when you bring a player in who is as prominent at the college level as Tua Tagovailoa was, and you have star power, people are going to talk about you, for better or for worse. They're going to find ways to make you a talking point because they know people are going to have a reaction to you. That's what Colin Cowherd's been doing for Tua Tagovailoa for forever. Because before he got drafted to Miami, Tua Tagovailoa was the best college quarterback he's ever seen. He takes part in Tua Tagovailoa's Fox Sports documentary. And then Tua Tungvaloa gets put into the, the starting lineup, and Colin Cowherd asks if Tua Tungvaloa, uh doesn't make the Dolphins the third-best team in the AFC. And then by the end of the season, Tua Tungvaloa magically stinks. Uh, he's no good. The Dolphins are doomed. They should draft him to the quarterback. And uh, he keeps doing it because it gets such a strong reaction from Dolphins. Fans. Well, it was nice to get an even-keeled approach from Dan Orlovsky because that's the sentiment was on the show yesterday. There is a time and a place to panic. But it's not now. It's not in June in minicamp with helmets and and shirts. Uh, He he invoked the quote from Thomas Edison, I have not failed, I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And he alluded to Patrick Mahomes at one point throwing six interceptions in a practice uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and how everybody lost their minds for that. And he alluded to a, a really specific example, which I appreciated, in that it was that the ball's on the right hash. He's got his speedster, and he either said Jalen Water or Will Fuller, but they, they're both blazing fast. Uh, way out on the left against cover two, and asking himself, I wonder if I can make that throw in the honey hole against cover two when it's a 40-yard throw without ever having done it before. Now, granted, we'd like to see Tua test his arm and limitations without a torrential downpour. But nevertheless, uh, Tuesday was a good litmus test of in heavy rain, perhaps what you're capable of doing. And then, again, yesterday was a great performance as far as ball security, quote-unquote ball security goes, uh, for the Dolphins quarterbacks. A big rebound from what you saw on Tuesday. So... You know ESPN and, and Get Up programming, and they have not been shy about whether it was ripping Brian Flores for uh, shameful, egregious tanking that you know should result in uh, uh, an investigation, which Mike Greenberg asked for, or you know them slamming Tua for his comments about the playbook, which uh, were eyebrow raising comments, and you know were perhaps something for us to monitor moving forward, but not to the degree in which. Uh, there was a strong reaction from some of the, the analysts on the air. So to get the other side of the coin, somebody who who's like, hey, just everybody, collectively take a breath and calm down, uh, was kind of nice to see. It was a nice change of pace from what we're used to seeing uh, as it pertains to Tua Tunglilo and the Miami Dolphins. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot. And your instant karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma money has given away $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There is no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft freeze, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Instant Karma Money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions in terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of yesterday's session, of course, the big to do was that the uh, the interception total went from seven for Dolphins quarterbacks uh, down to and five specifically for Tui Tagovailoa down to zero. If you are keeping stats uh, at home and score of those numbers. Uh, but as Dan Orlovsky in the previous segment just talked about uh, stats in June is dumb. To be completely honest. Nevertheless, the Dolphins got us a little bit of a glimpse. They showed the Jakeem Grant long bomb touchdown. I'm electing to pretend it was either Waddle or Fuller instead, just for my imagination and, and not being able to contain my excitement purposes. Uh, Tua uncorked a number of long throws down the field with success. 20 yard crosser Will Fuller. Uh, there was a 40 yard catch and run for what would have been a touchdown by Jalen Waddle, Wheels Waddle, and then Devontae Parker with another long reception as well. So in real time, uh, you're hearing Tua Tungvaloa after Tuesday's session talk about how we as an offense and as a team need to take what we tried to execute today, take it back into the film room, receive coaching from our coaches and from each other, and then turn around and amend those issues and get better at them moving forward. And, you know, this is an extremely small sample size. But to see the bounce back in performance, and according to everybody who was in attendance, whether that was the guys from The Athletic, The Herald, The Sun Sentinel, The Palm Beach Post, Travis Wingfield himself with the Dolphins, everybody said it was a much better day. And granted, they went inside for a brief period because of some lightning, uh, and the pool reporters were Safed Dean and uh, Josh Tolentino, uh, who kind of provided the play-by-play on what happened inside since not everybody was permitted to go in there due to COVID protocols. And let me ask you this. If you could have one good day and one bad day for two days of practice, would you rather have the good day first or last? I don't know about you, But it would leave a whole big old sour taste in my mouth if we threw five interceptions on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and that was the last thing we had a chance to see for the next six weeks. Carry the momentum through. We've heard so much about how the Dolphins, as an individual group, are taking initiative. They're putting their best foot forward. They're spending a lot of time together working on timing, making sure that they're doing the right things, or getting their throwing sessions in as an offense. Great. Continue to do that after this week's minicamp, and let's move on from here. Uh, as far as players who were or were not in attendance at minicamp on Wednesday, uh, just a little bit of an update on that front. Uh, Preston Williams, present but not actively working. Elan and Roberts, present but not actively working. Emmanuel Agba, present but not actively working. He also wants a contract extension. We'll see if the Dolphins oblige or not. The only Dolphins player not in attendance, period, Zavian Howard. And we talked a little bit about yesterday when the holdout became official. Uh, We talked a little bit about why Zavian Howard is justified to feel the way that he does, but also why the Dolphins are justified in being hesitant to relent. On such a deal, and there was a—I a, guess you would call it an opinion piece—and I'm not really big on big on taking premium content and turning it into other content, so I'm only going to take a snippet of this story that was written by Armando Salguero with Miami Herald. But I did take a little bit of an exception uh, to the the perspective that Armando took, uh, respectfully, of course, with this Xavier Howard situation. It's a unique situation, this according to Sal De- Garrow in his story yesterday for the Herald, because teams typically don't sign less productive players for more money than what the more productive players on their roster are making. The Dolphins probably don't see it this way, their viewpoint as articulated by Flores this week, is the club signs players one year and the next year other players often set the financial bar higher by signing bigger deals. But the idea that a renegotiation one year into a new contract is unique is debatable because the Dolphins themselves recently renegotiated multiple contracts one year after signing. The team signed Kyle Van Noy to a four year, $51 million contract last year. And in March, the club effectively renegotiated that deal by cutting Van Noy one year into his deal. Van Noy is now in New England, playing for half of what he was signed to get with Miami. The Dolphins did something similar with guard Eric Flowers. They signed him to a three-year deal to play in his hometown, and when the club's thinking changed after one season, the Dolphins traded Flowers back to Washington. goes on to cite the Dolphins hiring coaches and firing them within one season, and in some cases, less than one season. I can't say I agree with this line of thinking. Because, again, the Dolphins at the time, signed Xavier Howard to a market-setting deal, and they structured the contract in a way that gave Xavier Howard the big money payout that he wanted at the time, but also protected the team long-term from Xavier Howard's durability issues. Because remember, he signed this contract in the summer of 2019 after missing the final four games of 2018, a stretch in which the Dolphins were in the running and in the thick of it to make the playoffs, and the wheels completely fell off the bus. They beat the Patriots, the Miami Miracle, to move to 7-6, and six, lost their last three football games. Howard missed all of those contests. And then signs the contract extension that features $14 million in guaranteed money like at the spot, half of which was a signing bonus, the other half was a roster bonus for being on the roster. But you can't possibly blame Miami for making a competitive offer For Byron Jones to bring him into the fray because that's exactly why you sign players on your roster before they hit free agency because when they hit free agency you can automatically juice their value by 15 to 20 percent because that's the overpay that teams are going to be willing and have to do to win that player's interests. And I'm sorry, but if you're gonna sit there in free agency and say, hey man, we we have the money to sign Byron Jones, we'd really like to do it, but pff, you know, we just signed Xavier Howard to this deal, he's already on the team, we think he's a better player and he'd be making two and a half, three million dollars less per season, you're never gonna sign anybody thinking that way. So to blame that to cast that blame at the feet of the Dolphins for quote unquote starting the fire or creating this mess to me, is just making an issue out of how teams run. The more recent your contract is, minus this year with the first cap regression in 10 years, the bigger money you're going to have. That's how the market works. So yes, that is the Dolphins' perspective because that's how the league operates. So I, I really disagree with the concept or the perception that the Dolphins created an avoidable mess by willingly signing a quote-unquote worst player in Byron Jones to a contract that paid him more than what Xavier Howard got. And the whole argument was, well, Xavier Howard uh, had five times as many interceptions in three seasons than what Byron Jones himself had had in five seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. Pretending, first of all, like there's not more measures of quality play for the corner position than just interceptions. uh, Because you know how many games Byron Jones missed in five seasons in Dallas? One. And it was in 2019. And then he proceeded to miss two games with a groin issue for the Dolphins at the beginning of the season. So he has played in 93 out of a possible 96 regular season games since entering the NFL, do we have to get into the amount of games that Zavian Howard missed before signing the contract, or has missed after signing the contract? I understand Zavian Howard's a better player, but your best ability is availability. And there's a reliability factor that Zavian Howard simply cannot consistently check that box with until he strings together multiple seasons of playing 14-plus football games. He hasn't done it. There are plenty of opportunities to critique or offer constructive criticism to the Miami Dolphins and how they run their business. But to state that the Dolphins made a mistake by signing Byron Jones because he wasn't as good of a player... As Xavier Howard and they were giving him more money uh, is not one of them in my eyes. Because uh, if you wanted to have a critique, then you should say, well, the Dolphins paid Xavier Howard too early. They should have waited for him to prove that he could stay healthy so that they could give him the deal in anticipation of all these big money contracts that are coming up for the Jalen Ramseys of the world and Tredavious Whites of the world and the Darius Slays of the world and all these other guys too. Because when the Dolphins signed Byron Jones, he was, for a New York minute, the highest-paid corner in football. And then, boom, Darius Slay happened. Trey White happened. Jalen Ramsey happened. And you woke up, and Byron Jones was now the fourth-highest-paid corner, and Byron and Howard was behind him. That's exactly how the market works. That's exactly how signing players works. You would want to be mad at the Dolphins. There's plenty of reasons to be mad at the Dolphins. But for signing Byron Jones to more money than what Xavier Howard was making at the time is not one of them. Because you know what? Xavier Howard signed that contract and then missed 11 football games. That's just as big of a root of the issue and a limiting factor to Xavier Howard's previous earning potential and the risk that there is of renegotiating the contract from the Dolphins' perspective as anything else. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I may not agree with Armando Salguero's perspective on the Dolphins creating trouble for themselves by signing Byron Jones, but we can all agree that Built Bar is the world's most delicious protein bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes... Like candy bar, 100% chocolate on all their bars, 10 plus flavors to choose from. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. So whether you're looking for something breakfast, lunch, dinner, post-workout, pre-workout, midnight snack, dessert, keto-friendly, you name it. In the golf bag, in the glove compartment, in your lunchbox, in your work desk. Bill Bar can be it. So visit Billbar.com. Use promo code Lock15 and you can save 15% off your next order. That's Billbar.com, promo code Lock15 to save 15% off your order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Player availabilities yesterday for the Dolphins included wide receiver Albert Wilson, who we heard from uh, after opting out of the 2020 season. And one of the questions that he was asked was specifically about Dolphins rookie Jalen Waddell. Wilson's excited to see him get to work. He said, man, I'm excited to see Waddle go to work. Like you said, I see myself in him. So anything I can do to get him going right now, I'm here for him. And then to see somebody that can work the slot just as well as me on the other side of the ball, and we're just going at it, it will be a lot of fun. This offseason started for me, and I had effectively written Albert Wilson off. Assumed he would be a cap casualty, uh, transition away, we're going to overhaul the wide receiver room. But it sounds like through organized team activities and minicamp that Albert Wilson appears to have a very, very strong case to make this roster and be a prominent receiver in the receiver room. More refined version of Lynn Bowden Jr. If he remains on the team, And is back to 100% health. And it sounds as though he has found some of the dynamic portions of his play that were missing in 2019 when we last saw him play because he was coming back off of a hip injury that ended his 2018 season prematurely. If he's back to that version of Albert Wilson, and you do add that in the slot with Jaylen Waddell on the other side, Miami might as well just say goodbye to 12 personnel altogether. You might as well just run 10. Run Miles Gaskin out there to play in the backfield, or you can put Limbo and Junior out there if you want to on passing downs and, and really maximize your play play threats, uh, catching the football. But go Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson, Will Fuller, and Jalen Waddle. And let's just, let's just put all the speed on the field. Let's stretch it. Let's space it out. Let's make sure we're using a lot of pre-snap motion to uh, get these guys running on the fly at the snap which was something we needed to see more from the Dolphins last year. Uh, Gailey's offense, that was one of the critiques that I had, was it's a pretty static offense at times, other than that little yo-yo motion that was effectively just trying to get some kind of indicator in the box. I think it's fascinating that Albert Wilson sees himself and Jalen Waddle because say what you will about Albert Wilson and his durability a healthy version of Albert Wilson, a 100% healthy version of Albert Wilson, was one of the most electric run-after-catch threats in football. And he came to Miami, and at the time in which he got injured in 2018, he was leading the league in yards after catch. You get that guy back, and you get a guy opposite of him in the other slot in Jalen Waddle, or, or you put him in a bunch set and have them both go to work at the same time, who he sees himself in, on top of Waddle's vertical receiving ability and route running and talent as a football player, let's hope, let's hope it materializes that way. Speaking of Dolphins wide receivers, tomorrow on the show, there will be no practice reports for us to report on today. So we're going to build the perfect Dolphins wide receiver out of the team's current Roster of 12, 13, whatever it is, wide receivers on the roster. We're going to pick 10 traits that define the wide receiver position. And we're going to use members of the Dolphins wide receiver room to personify that individual trait in a Frankenstein's monster of traits mashed together for one hypothetical wide receiver. And the catch is you can only use... A player once. So I can't use Devontae Parker for contested catch skills and hands. I can use him for one or the other, but then he's eliminated and I have to find somebody else to fill the other role. So that's a fun exercise that we're going to be doing tomorrow in the show. Looking forward to it. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks as always for listening to the show. Fins up. Have a great, great Thursday. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members.